Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. in the Vegas studio. We are. We're in person. I flew in for 24 hours. <laughs> I love it. For some very important podcast episodes. Yes. I, I love 24-hour trips. I'm going to have a less than 24-hour trip on Friday. I'm flying to Denver in the morning, going to the passport office to get an emergency passport and then flying back the same day. It's the stupidest thing. Never get your passport stolen if you can help it. That's, all, <laughs> that's my advice. And you can do it in Vegas? No, they don't have one here. There's oh, only okay. like seven passport offices. There's like Denver, Atlanta, LA. One of my favorite stories Hawaii. about passport offices actually, and I know you're surprised that I even have another one, but <laughs> um, my brother, so I have three, three younger brothers. My youngest of the three is Connor. And let's just say he is, he's very responsible, but the dude is a huge procrastinator. Like he was always that kid on like Christmas morning who would like quickly make you a card when he was like, you know, like he'd be doing it like literally like before he <laughs> gave it to you and be like, here, I got you this card. Right. As a little kid, it was cute. But so when my other two brothers graduated from college, I think this was in 2015, the three of them were going to take a month long vacation, just the three of them to Europe. So Brandon already had one. Dan already had a passport. Connor did not. So they booked their flights to, they were going to Ireland. Mm -hmm. They booked their flights to Ireland. And Connor literally waited to the very last second to get a passport. So he had to get like an emergency passport. But the only, the only office he could get it from was Buffalo, New York. Mm -hmm. So he drove all the way from Texas, (gasps) Houston, Texas to Buffalo, New York. Oh my God. Missed his flight to (gasps) Ireland. But had to get another flight oh, no. and ended up getting to Ireland before the other two boys. <laughs> After all of that, the they irony. flew out of New York City. Wow. So he drove from Houston up to Buffalo, yep. down to New York, got a later flight than the other two, and still made it to Ireland faster. <laughs> That's amazing. But I know. You know what? So, okay. Very well, on brand. Very while on brand. you were saying that, I decided to look how many passport offices. I said seven. I'm wrong. I can't count them, but it looks like around 29-ish. And as you were saying it, I'm scrolling down, and there's bo- it's an alphabetical order under Boston is Buffalo. So first they were going to send me to El Paso, which is so random because I feel like anywhere in Texas, it would be Houston, Dallas. Is El Paso the, it's not the capital. No. And El Paso is so small. So they were going to send me to El Paso, but I didn't think I could get a, a one, a direct or a cheap flight to El Paso. So I said, do you have anything else? I tried to get LA, but they, they were like LA's booked till whenever. So Mm -hmm. I got, I got Denver. That was my best, closest and it's not even Denver. It's actually Aurora. Oh. So I have to, but I looked, it's like 30 minutes outside of Denver. But anyway, it's annoying. Don't ever get your passport stolen. That sucks. Well, I had to drive down basically to like basically Tijuana to get my goal entry. Remember that? Oh yeah. So I need to go. Danny J was, I don't know why I travel so much and I didn't have pre-check for like three years when we were traveling everywhere and you'd go through pre-check and I'd be like, okay, I'll see you in 10. <laughs> but I ended up getting, if you get if you don't know, if you get global entry, you also get automatically you get pre-check. 
So mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. I was, I had a trip to Paris planned for 2020. Obviously that got canceled. But before that, um, they didn't have any appointments in LA for global entry. So the only one they had was in San Diego, but South San Diego. So yeah. it was literally right on the border of Mexico. <laughs> so I drove down there one day and, and got it and drove back. It was definitely worth it. I don't know why they don't have passport centers in every state. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it looks like there's about 29, but some of them, like one's in San Juan. Right. Puerto Rico. And yeah, it's very weird. Anyway, pain in the ass. It's not what all we're talking about today, but nope. it came to the 24-hour <laughs> travel conversation. And here we are. We go off on the tangent. And here we are. And you guys are lucky because we're recording some amazing episodes. Yeah. And we're actually talking just... about when bad things, kind of bad things happen. So maybe that's kind of a segue. We but... <laughs> are actually. And you know, this was, I, I'm curious as to what you guys think about this because, or I mean, I think if I say this, you guys are going to probably think in your head of somebody who you know, who is similar to this. So I just tweeted this out and I asked Annie if she, <laughs> if she's had this experience and she said, yes, but it says, ever known somebody who every time you see them, everything is going wrong, everything is bad, and everything is hard. How is that possible? How is that possible? And you know, I don't want to belittle the fact that we are, have been in a global pandemic for two years. So I don't want to like belittle the fact that like for many of us, life has been hard. It just is. It's been weird. It's been overwhelming. It's been, it's been burnout. It's been confusing, uncertain. But pre-pandemic, we still knew these people. Still. Before the pandemic, we knew these people. (laughs) Right. And so I think that's right. And maybe it doesn't even have to do with anything that having to do with the pandemic. But I think all of us know somebody that we're like, every time we talk to them, and it's and it's like it feels like it's real shit. Yeah. You know, whether it's like real things like happening in your life. And I guess my I don't want to take away from the fact that like, yes, it can be a real thing, but like, is there wiggle room to like interpret some of these scenarios? I guess that's my thing is like, does it come down to like on some level, like a mindset or like the way that you react? (laughs) Well, one of my favorite, I won't say it's a quote by Jim Rohn, but I was watching a speech he gave and he was just talking about how he doesn't try to figure things out. He goes, I'm just a simple man. I don't, I don't try to figure things out. They just are the way they are. He goes, the people who are are haters they're haters and people who are lovers they're lovers he goes I don't know why one's a hater and one's a lover they just are what they are so what he said I thought was so funny is he goes you know the guy comes to me and he goes this thing happens to me and this thing happens to me and everything happens to me why is that and he goes I don't know the best I can say is things like that always happen to people like you and I was just like (laughs) that is the best most profound answer and I just always laugh every time I, I hear it but Things like that always happen to people like you. And I was like, maybe there is a people like that, that just, they just attract it. I don't know. And I hate to say that because we did just have the conversation. Yeah. Like we did the, if you guys are listening a couple of episodes back, we did an episode on religious beliefs and spiritual beliefs are evolving. And both of us kind of said that like, we don't really believe that you manifest every single thing in your mm-hmm. life. And I think that's a school of thought, especially in the new age community where like, you know, if you have a string of bad things happening to you, someone's like, what did you do mm-hmm. to call that in? Like, what did you, you know, what lesson is right here? And I'm like, bitch, I don't know. I just got robbed five minutes ago. I don't know <laughs> the lesson quite yet. My husband just cheated on me. I yeah. don't know that I like have derived a sense of like purpose to it all yet. Yeah. So I think there's, there's definitely a balance, but I can't help believe that there has to be some wiggle room and how some people handle different challenges because I think you can have two people, two different people experience the same objective challenge, right? Maybe they get robbed or 
I don't know, like we've all heard the story of, I don't know if it's, it's an anecdote. I don't think it's an actual real story, but it's like sort of a, an anecdote of the convenience store that gets robbed. Have you heard this? So mm-hmm. basically there's like two people in the convenience store mm-hmm. and someone comes in to rob the convenience store at the time at gunpoint, whatever. And they leave with all the money or whatever. They tell people to get in the ground, et cetera. And then they leave and the cops come and one person who was in the store shopping says, oh my God, like this is, I'm having the worst luck today. Can you believe that I was in here at the time that someone came in and like whatever? Oh my God, I was like, I have the worst luck. And then the other person comes out and goes, I am so just, I feel so lucky Lucky. that nothing happened. Right? So it's like same exact scenario, same exact situation, totally different response. Is there something to that? Mm, I definitely think so. Because when we when you brought up this topic, I go, I kind of feel like I, <laughs> You're like, I think like, that's me. I feel like the last couple of years, I was like, it's just one thing after another. And I remember even at a point right after my husband left and I was in LA and I just felt like there was a lot of weird things happening. I felt like if... Uh, like I'm not religious, but I was like, okay, God, just like give it all to me right now. Just dump it all. I felt like I was standing underneath like a dump truck full of shit. And I'm just like, dump it all on. Let's just get it over with. Right. But I like would laugh about it all. I was like, okay, it's kind of funny. Like it's getting so ridiculous now. I'm just going to laugh. It just is like, who else would have all of this shit happen to them? (laughs) Like who else? And I think that is the attitude of, you can just start, like, if you can't like, it is the attitude of you can start to laugh about it. You can make fun of it. Or you can be like, I am, I don't know. I have a curse on me. I am just always, this is always happening and it's so hard and it never gets easy. And there's like a heaviness in a lot of ways that people are. And I see hard things happen to other people where they're just like, yep, this happening. Oh, the car blew out. Of course it did, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe... It's, I think that's got to be the difference It's the perception and the perspective and how you handle it. Like, I mean, I had just recently some, just some stuff back to back and then I locked myself out of the house and I had to pay $250 for a locksmith. And I'm like, for the love. But then I just was on stories. I'm like, I'm paying some guy to break into my house right now. (laughs) And you just, I just find ways to laugh about it. But I know that that's sometimes those kind of things are what can ruin someone's whole day, Mm -hmm. their whole year. And I think that possibly for some people like that it is an identity thing if they don't have something constantly happening or wrong then they don't have identity or something to hang on to it's like that it's like identifying as a victim Mm -hmm. and I think we've we've talked a little bit about victim mentality not as much as I think we probably should but victim mentality is just feeling like things are always happening to you and you have no control and there you know there are true victims of crimes and of bad things that happen. Um, but victim mentality is, it doesn't necessarily mean that there ha- you have to be a victim. You just act like a victim. Mm-hmm. And I think the victim mentality is probably the mentality that keeps someone in that place of constantly having things happen to them over and over. I don't know though. I mean, I do think though, sometimes people who don't have a victim mentality still just happen to have shit happen to them. Yeah. Over and over. I mean, but then it's like, well, your perception, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Shantae is, um, the movement maestro she's been on the podcast a couple times and she's she's always big on like make your life easy Mm. like it doesn't have to be hard so one of the things she teaches people like how to build their online business as you know danny and i also do and some and she's very i don't say she's quick to but every once in a while she'll be like you just shouldn't do this you know whereas i think 
I've been in like historically I've been like anyone can do this and like yeah like just try hard enough or whatever she just tells people sometimes like this is stressing you out so much you should just go get a job mm. actually mm. and there's nothing bad about that it doesn't mean you failed or you tapped out or you quit or anything but it's like you know and so I think she's very much like manage your stress and if you're stressing yourself out and I think we we'd all sort of agree with that like you know we're adults we literally have autonomy we get to choose where we spend our energy who we spend our energy with how we spend our time so if you are continue to find yourself in a place that is miserable and stressful and then there are options there are alternatives but you have to, and I think to your point, there is, and I don't know what this is because it's not really how I am. In fact, I fucking hate being a victim. I remember after I found out um, that my ex-husband was having an affair for the first couple of months, um, I had told a couple of people and they were very like close friends and they were doing what close friends do where they were like on your side and they were mm -hmm. cheerleaders and they were like, he's an asshole and like just all that kind of stuff. And yep. you know, the solidarity felt nice for a second, mm -hmm. but then I just was getting annoyed. Yeah that I was still, nothing changed. I was literally sitting there being like, waiting for an apology, waiting for him to change. I fucking hate waiting on people to do other things so yeah. I can be happy. That's so, so fucking stupid. So I think you have to have the mentality of like, you don't want to be a victim. Yeah. You want to feel in your power. You don't want to feel like life is happening to you. You don't want to feel like things are happening to you. And I mean, not everyone's like that, but to your point, I think there is something, I don't know, is it comforting? Is it... Do you get sympathy? Like what's, what is the yeah. pull for, for like sort of maintaining that, that mindset? I think that, you know, whenever we do something, any kind of behavior, we're getting something out of it. Totally. So it could be any one of those things you mentioned. It could be the sympathy, you know, some people, they're, they're sick. I know it's not, it's not even the bad thing. I actually, the person I have in mind right now, she's constantly sick. She's got some kind of an illness some kind of a new, I don't know, fibromyalgia. And then she's got some kind of ailment and constantly just has these health issues mm. and has to leave work or she gets migraines. And I'm just like, that has to be so exhausting, but it's real to her. Yeah. So I always feel bad. And I'm like, I'm so sorry you feel this way. I guess you have to go home and this sucks, but it affects her work. She loses clients because she has to cancel on them because she's got a headache or whatever she has. And I was working with her for a little while and then it started to get draining to me. And I started noticing the pattern that there had to be something. And I, I'm like not a psychiatrist or psychologist. So I got to the point where I didn't, I was like, I don't think I can work with you anymore. I think you need to like, I really think you need to deal with some deeper stuff. And I tried to get to the bottom of some of it, but all I can say or guess is that maybe there was some childhood issues or a trauma response of maybe, maybe when she was younger, she only got attention when she was sick or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And so I think sometimes it is, it's attention, it's, um, it's sympathy, it's people being more gentle to them. Maybe people do want others to feel bad for them. Maybe they get, maybe they get money out of it. You know, maybe people feel bad. Oh, you, you can't work. Like maybe they get free stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure there is something they get out of it even if they don't, they're not consciously aware of it, mm -hmm. but there is definitely a, a, a type and, uh, it could be That's so interesting happening. that you mentioned the, the childhood stuff. Cause mm -hmm. I think so much of the way that we act as adults yeah. really does start in childhood. Like I remember just like, I would only get attention if I was 
independent yeah. or I was doing, you know, I was doing a good job of being like self-sufficient and whatever, you know, and of course those were the behaviors that got affirmed. So yeah. it's so interesting to think about. Yeah, I agree with you. If you've always been like in this more, and it's funny because, you know, I grew up in a, a family of I don't know if this is a Catholic thing or an Irish. I think it's an Irish thing. We have a lot of Irish guilt. <laughs> but there's this idea that you have to suffer the most, mm. you know, and you should be the busiest and the most tired and the most, you know, pulled on and have to do the most. And it's yeah. it's the same thing, different outfit. It's just martyrdom, right? But that's yeah. victim mentality and just yeah. a different outfit. And there is a sense of like, oh, poor so-and-so, like, God, can you believe? Like, and I don't know, for me, that's so, um, cause I just, I don't know, like something inside me doesn't really love weakness. Like, I think that's a big thing for me and that's probably just functional too. But, yep. and so I think I'm very aware of like, if anyone sees me as weak, that's always a big trigger for me. I don't want to yeah. be, be seen as weak. What's up, you guys? This episode is brought to you by The Happiness Diet. Go to thehappinessdiet.com to check out this digital course. Danny and I put this thing together um, about a year ago. And honestly, like this is, if you've ever said to yourself, I just feel stuck in my relationships. I feel stuck in my life. I don't know what my next step is. I don't know how to get out of my own way. This program is for you, thehappinessdiet.com. Go ahead and check it out. It is like literally six to 12 weeks of best practices, tools, strategies. It's not just like, hey, let's talk about our feelings. It's actual like in the trenches work that you guys can do on yourself, in your relationships to come out on the other side, feeling way more empowered, way more ownership, and really having a clear path to how you can heal, not only heal, but also get better. So go to thehappinessdiet.com, check out everything. If you have questions, send us a DM and we can talk obviously about your own situation, if this is going to be a good fit for you, but would love to have you in this program. It is tried and true, thehappinessdiet.com. Well, it makes sense too, because how you are today. And I could imagine, like, I think Eminem mentions Munchausen syndrome in one of his songs. What is it? Munchausen syndrome. Oh, what's that? So it's like basically illness or faking illness. And so I, and I've heard this happen where like a mother would project under their child, like, oh, honey, you're sick. And the kid's not sick, right? Like it's a weird, like parental mm. issue. Mm. And I think this also they can take on themselves, like they'll act sick, but there's like these parents who will tell their kids they're sick or they need to stay home or honey, is your stomach hurt? And then you're like, oh yeah, my stomach does hurt. And this kid turns into some kind of like hypochondriac or they start believing that they're sick all the time and going to the doctor. So I think that there's potentially, it goes back to getting attention or getting um, love or getting something as a child getting some kind of need met that probably progresses through adulthood and it continues on. Mm -hmm. And, or if it's some like bad things that just keep happening, yeah. it can also be your environment and who you're hanging around. Mm. So I know somebody who always has bad things happen, but I'm like, look who you're hanging out with. Of course you do. <laughs> like, like if you're hanging out with uh, drug dealers all the time, like you're probably going to know some friends who got shot and you're probably going to get things stolen from you and you're, if you're hanging around addicts, you know, so you have to also look at who mm. are you hanging around? Who are, who's in your environment? Cause if you're consistently having things like that happen, losing money and getting robbed and friends are dying, like maybe your circles aren't the best circles. So I think there's a combination of potential childhood stuff that's coming up, that's manifesting still, and you're, you're getting attention somehow. And 
then also potentially your environment. And then, and then on top of that perspective and how you see the world. Yeah. And also these things, you know, you and I've talked about this a little bit in terms of this idea of, um, like busy versus productive. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly distracted by these things that come up, right? Oh, we got COVID and then, and I'm not saying it's not real, obviously Mm -hmm. it is, but if it's like, I got COVID and then we're like moving and then, you know, I don't know, my, my boyfriend's mom is in the hospital. Like it's literally all these kind of things. And it's not that it's not real, right? but it does take you away from the bigger thing. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's just, it is perception. It's not for my, for me to say that, that that's good or bad or yeah. right or wrong, yep. but I think there's some wiggle room there. And I think you have to honor, you know, your own feelings about it. But I also think if you're not achieving the goals that you say you want to, or you're not moving towards the things you say you want to do, these like, you know, build your business. Like this happens a lot with, because I work with a lot of clients who, you know, like especially in FBA, which is my beginner course, like a month into FBA, they'll be like, oh my God, we have a medical emergency and I have to drop out or whatever it is. Not like a lot every once in a while. Yeah. And it's like, do you though? I mean, you do, but also, I don't know, like you say you really want to do this thing could you push through maybe, Yeah, you know, and it's, this is such a hard conversation. It's a delicate conversation because it's so personal. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you're like, well, Jill, Danny, you don't know my situation, whatever. Like, don't feel, if you're starting to feel defensive, please don't feel that way because you yeah. have to honor your own process. Yeah. But I think the key here is just more like awareness yeah. and going like, if I'm constantly not moving in the direction I say I want to be moving in, then is there something I can do? Is there a perception I can mm-hmm. change or a mindset I can adopt that will help me be more productive in the direction I want to go. Well, I think back to getting something out of it and kind of on top of what you're saying is it can also be a defense mechanism. So things always happening, keep you from doing what you say you want to do. Cause maybe you're afraid to do what you say you want to do. Cause maybe you're afraid of failing. Maybe you're afraid of succeeding. And so it's easy to have something else come up. So you never actually have to go for your goals or go for your dreams. And it's very interesting, but we are really good as humans at self-sabotaging and creating things that mm-hmm. are bigger. We can make things bigger and we can, mi- we can make things worse and we can minimize things. We've all we've all seen like a kid stub their toe and like scream and throw a tantrum and you're like, okay, you stubbed your toe, you know, like chill. We've all seen people who overreact and we can overreact to a lot of things. And there are, there are sometimes things that maybe are worth overreacting to. There are some things that we don't necessarily need to react as strong as we Mm -hmm. may. So like Jill said, it is just a way to look at yourself to be a little bit introspective and, and ask if this is not you, which I don't think the people listening to this podcast, this is about you, but maybe what parts in there maybe could be about you. And maybe you could change a little bit or take a look at or switch your perspective a little bit. And if I know, it's working for you, it's working for you. Yeah. Right. So we always say like, if it's not about you, it's not about you. Yeah. And I, I mean, even for us talking about it, I'm like, Oh, I could, I could, uh, be a little different on some of these things. I just think it is interesting. You know, the whole thing of these things that constantly happen to the same person over and over. And you just start to go, what is it about you? (laughs) 
what is it about you that that's always happening to you? I don't know. And I, you know, I've been there where I'm like, is there, do I have a curse on me? Is this my life? <laughs> but, you know, you just push through and figure it out. So, yeah. anyway. I know. Yeah. And that's, this is hard. Obviously it's, you know, we can never address every single person's yeah. individual scenario on a podcast that literally goes out to like tens of thousands of people. But so if you're starting to feel defensive or triggered or anything, you know, just maybe filter it through like, okay, if this is not me, then it's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought this was really interesting because we all kind of like know that one person in our life. We're just like, how is that possible? We're not saying you're not. We're not saying you're right. faking. <laughs> we're like, it's real. We're like, wow, like <laughs> how is that possible? Everything's hard. Everything is struggle. Um, and I just, I don't know. I guess I, at the end of the day, I do feel lucky that it's funny because we just did an episode on 75 hard and like building your mental fortitude. And I feel like now mm. years removed. I can be grateful for my husband having an affair, yeah. you know, but of course in the moment I can't, but, um, yeah, it's just good awareness practice and hopefully this is helpful for you guys and hopefully it makes you think a little bit and, um, about, and it definitely made me think as well too. So I love it. Well, share us your thoughts, share us, share with us your thoughts, uh, in our Facebook group, go to the best on the website. You can click and join our, uh, Facebook group for our listeners and our besties like you. And if you haven't yet left us a review, please do. There's like a star thing. You have to click the stars. Please click five stars and then it will let you leave a review and we would love to hear your thoughts. And we'll see you on the next episode. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.